Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Monday. Old school. Brought to you right at Mercado. Certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients and butcher shop. Located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. I'm Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite, Austin on the ones and twos, making us sound good, bringing us in and out of breaks like he always does, like the expert he is. With some heat. With some beats. heat. Yeah, some nice little beats. beats. You know, I wish we could freestyle a little bit. No, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need a couple of, you know, Hennessy's and, <laughs> Hennessy's and ginger ales and stuff. I could get it going. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, at the crossover, we talked about, uh, you know, our picks. So we're going to get into the Sweet 16. But first, just before we get into the individual games and obviously the storylines, can you just give me your overall thoughts from Thursday to Sunday about the Sweet 16? As you 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 thought it couldn't get no better. From the first tip of the first game of the tournament right. till the last game this past weekend, you didn't think it would get any better. Right. It just it just keeps getting better and better and better. Now I hope the Final Four lives up to to has been this so far, but I mean, it's some really, really good basketball, and and the parity in college basketball right now with all this NIL talk and all this, you know, it goes to show you if you ain't got cohesiveness with your team, <laughs> you know what I mean. If you don't have your ducks. In if the you don't row. have your ducks in the row, if you don't have your ducks you, in the row. You ain't gonna win. Yeah. So I mean, man, I know the guys I thought were gonna be there. They're not there. Right. They gone fishing, as they would say on. You all, the U Haul is in effect. They gone fishing, but uh, man, I mean, it's been some really, really good basketball. I've been glued to the TV watching it, and uh, I've been admiring some of the guys. The athletic ability that those, some of those guys have is right. it's, it's just ridiculous. You know, one of the things that jumped out to me is that uh, you can, I guess, a di- different way to, you know, the old saying, different way to skin a cat, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you used to think you have to have size, right, mm-hmm. to, to in order to make it. Now, the team that has the most size. I think is obviously UConn, but they have good, phenomenal players. But then you look at a team like FAU, they have one big guy, but they got phenomenal guard play. Then you look at Kansas State, you know, you know they obviously got knocked out. They have a real small point guard, but have a really special player that's 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, mm-hmm. and have a couple stretch fours and fives, which got them into, you know, the Elite Eight. And then you got Creighton, who has a little bit of everything. Um, then you look at, you know, Houston that didn't have size, that they were there. Um, then you look at Miami. They don't have a 6'10 guy inside, but what they have is phenomenal, you know, one, two, three, and four play, you know, as far as the positions. And they really, you know, stifle you with excellent, skillful play. And that's how they were able to come back against, I think, at besides UConn, I felt like Texas was the best yes. team. Depth-wise, Texas looked like a professional team. Yes, as far as, you know, when you roll them out, they look, okay, that looks like an NBA point guard, shooting guard. Allen. Yes. B- the three big dudes, number 30, who comes off their bench, is a 6'10", stretch three or four. And he can block shots and cause a lot of havoc. And they did. They really looked like they controlled the game. Um, then you got San Diego State. When you talk about some boys, that, that some, guys, some cats that have been hitting the weights, 
they've been hitting some weights. And the thing is, when you six six, six seven, six eight, and you got the strength and explosiveness to mm-hmm. you going right through six ten, two oh five. It, but their ability to play defense. So that's what really stood out to me, the different brands and different styles that they are able to play basketball. Don't forget Princeton, got to the Sweet 16, yep. gave Creighton a run for their money. Creighton was obviously a little bit better version of, of uh, Princeton where you saw some good athletic ability from there. You've seen some guards you know, that were you know, really good in their conference, able to do some things against Creighton that you normally wouldn't think they would be able to do it. And then you think of you know, FAU, the way that they were able to to come back against probably the longest and maybe the best defensive team in the in the tournament um in Tennessee but the way that they were able to withstand the storm come back overwhelm them with their guard play and then now they're sitting up here and then obviously go against a Kansas Even against state Kansas state against yeah that's what i'm saying but against Kansas state was not only probably the, besides Yukon and Texas the third hottest team in the tournament mm-hmm. The fan favorite, I think, the number one fan favorite, obviously by uh, Newell, the guard, but they were playing the best. Yes. And Florida Atlantic started out a little slow. Found, I mean, the thing about them is they find a little chink in your armor and then they go into halftime making adjustments. And it just seems like they just lull you to sleep, bring you in closer, and then put the dagger in your heart. That guard play and the ability to make free throws down the stretch is huge. And so that's just my overall uh, thought on it. I think this year is the the uncommon Final Four. Last year was the Blue Bloods. I think it's going to be exciting as long as they kind of stay within their, I guess, uh, you know, with themselves. Don't get too distracted. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what every all four of these teams are having to deal with. This is all the uncharted territory. The only know, team, the only team that has been there is UConn. UConn, but this is what a different coach. With a new coach. With the new coach. and But he's been there. He's been there with his dad. And he's been close to big games. So they have yes. probably the advantage. Yes. But you got to think, dealing with this, and, and, and granted, UConn had been ranked number one before, you know, obviously during the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they probably have the toughest matchup. Yeah. You know, because when they're looking at Miami, they know them boys from Miami beat a team just like us the week before. Whereas I think Florida Atlantic – in San Diego State, it's kind of like they're not intimidated. Because when you look across the other, you like, okay, them two more established basketball programs. Yes. Now we're looking at two upstart programs. Yes. San Diego State, when Steve Fisher was there, uh, when he left Michigan and went there, really always had them in the tournament. But the last two years, they've been knocked out in the first mm-hmm. round when actually they were supposed to be good. Uh, so I think the, the storylines will hopefully start to take off in a day or two. And then once they kind of get ready to tip off, we'll see, uh, you know, what team handles it the, the best because that's what it really is. That's first five, six minutes. We're going to see, what you know, whether you're – Whether you're focused, tight. whether you're tight. Yeah. Or, you know, or you lose. Jeez. Um, San Diego State, a rep. Good, good, Omaha. Good, good for him, man. I mean, you know, being kind of a – under the radar under the type ra- of, yep. you know, recruit and going out there. You know, think he had a stop before, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, finds a place. And then, you know, he really was a big spark and kind of kept them in the game. Creighton had, I think, almost total control of the game. He had a quick two two baskets and had some good, you know, inside and played some good defense. Uh, so, you look, he's the last one standing. You know, he knocked a, a team that maybe he wanted to play for at some point in time. Uh, Creighton out, and it's a good opportunity. He's a senior. You know, and, and uh, you know, he's stuck with it. And, uh, you know, he's coming off the bench as sixth or seventh man, so that's good to see him. I wanted to ask you 
about that game. I know you played basketball, and we all, you know, football players, we played it. We watched basketball. I want your opinion on the foul on the Creighton defender on that last uh, possession. I relate that to the uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I'm just, it's the same situation. Right. You can't say that that play was the only play that well, caused him to lose their game. Right. Now, if he doesn't have his hands on him, I don't think the guy makes the shot no. anyway. No, because he's going left. He's going left, yeah, and he's trying to shoot, to shoot back with, right. with his right hand. Yeah. He won't make that shot anyway. Right. So he panicked. Like, you tell DBs, don't, don't panic. panic. Make, he, him, make him make, make a him, shot. Make him make a shot or make him catch a, catch a ball. Right. But he panicked. He put his hands on his – his waist and caused him to move over a little bit more. So the ref's got to call it. Right. And the ref had actually a really good angle. He had to a see good it. angle to see it. And so. he was moving. And you know, the thing with that is that the ref called it right away. Right away. So that mean that kind of let me know that he was real confident about it. Yes. Um, and whether you slow it down to slow motion, still it's a foul. I hate for it because, you know, as a competitor, you never want to lose at the free throw line, but you also don't, Hey, look, get your hands off. Get your hands. <laughs> um, but let's be honest. The San Diego State player that threw it in there and let threw it in there and gave him a free two points. The game should have been over because you never throw the ball, ball back to your own hoop. You throw it way down there yes. and make them score. So you are already kind of in the game when you shouldn't have been in the game. Mm-hmm. If you want to get back and look at every single play, and I get it was a physical game. Um, whether you felt like it was you know for Creighton or not, um, it came down to more than that last play. Um, you know, and obviously I know Creighton was you know obviously you know. You know, that you hate to lose that way. Um, but, you know, I felt like San Diego State, you know, had control of the game. But I, I felt it was a foul. You know, I probably would have called it. I would hate to be in that, you know, in those shoes of a, of a uh, you know, college athlete having to deal with that. I mean, that's just tough to deal with because you'd like to make them make a shot. But you had the opportunity. It's no different than the Super Bowl. Nope. Um, and, they, you know, Doug McDermott did a good job of kind of getting out in front of it and, under, you know, kind of, you know, taking it on the chin. And it's tough. And uh, but you know I think it's a learning experience, and I think Creighton played up to their preseason hype, which is really good, um, good for them. Um, you know, real quickly, I wanted to ask you that since we are you know about to jump into this weekend recruiting, Isaac Trout. I don't know if you know much. He was from Grand Island. You know, last year he went to Virginia. I think he redshirted. I think he got a little dinged up, redshirted. Announced today that he's going back in the transfer portal. I think if they had a uh, crystal ball like they like to, I don't even get in this stupid recruit stuff. I think he's probably going to Creighton, right? Because he's got some. He's got. He's got some. Uh, he's got his girlfriend that goes there, mm-hmm. and he has another family member I think that goes there. Has family up there. Undefeated, untied. Right. <laughs> I wanted to ask you what your thoughts on that. I mean, it's the same with Shireman. Right. Um, but he went and played himself to go bigger. True. Whereas you go, this guy okay, hasn't played. He hasn't played. He, he yeah. hasn't played he at got all. Hurt. He, he got, got hurt. Right which is it's not his fault. But yeah. um, you like to see him come back to Nebraska. Right. But, um, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Fred Fred's going to going to go after yeah, you. Got to. You got to. Because they were in it all the way to I think Virginia. I think and this is I think Virginia. And I want to ask you this: What happens when you kind of make a hard line with a kid like we need okay look we, we got we got austin it's between you and austin we want you but if you ain't committing within these 40 this 48 hours we're gonna go there because that's what i think happened when he went to virginia so now ideally i wouldn't like to be in that spot but i also know business is business scholarships are scholarships 
basketball only has 12 or whatever they have. They ain't got 20, 25. So I get it. Just talk about that real quick in the next minute or two before we go to break. It's interesting that that came up in the conversation I was having this weekend. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into it. It it came up in the conversation I was having this weekend. Um, I've always said if you really want me, you'll wait for me. Right. That was my – when I was being recruited, if you really want me, you'll wait for me. And that's what I told. You're not going to pressure me to make no decision. That that just ain't going to happen. You can kick rocks now. I'm number one, you number two, and he's number three, right? And you try to pressure me, said we, you know, we even have to give it to the number. That's on you. That's if I got Michigan, uh, you know, Oklahoma, yeah. Nebraska, and you try to pressure me. Nah, I got, the, I got the big boys. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right, yeah, so yeah. you can you can say that, and it came down to that. Um, again, you may feel in the heat pressure as in the a spot in yeah. the spot but ultimately it's your decision yeah. and if they really want you they'll wait right i think within reason because what leverage be... does the school have you don't because it's the, the player that has the leverage if they have those options like yes if they yeah. if you have multiple options you have the leverage right but you, ultimately i think kids don't understand that though they, 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 they don't yeah they don't and again if know. if i got alabama georgia lsu tennessee maybe Oklahoma, those are really good five options. And if you one of those five and you try to pressure me. Wait, I'm down to four. Or wait, I'm down to four. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. I mean, I do. You, you I get see what it. I'm saying? I, I so, see it both ways, though, because you, you, you do got to get a class you, you, together. You got to get a class together. But. It, you know, if it's a deadline, say, hey, any, I'd like to see it where it's a mutual deadline. Hey, man, in a couple of weeks, can we get a decision? Because ultimately, the, I think the kid, if he's reasonable – should understand you have to make a decision at some point. Because I feel like if you study long, you study wrong, you wait all the way to the last minute, you'll end up making the wrong decision. You make it too quick, you make it the wrong decision. There's always the right time. Okay. And be respectful for it. You say that, and then you're watching these All-Star games in football, and those kids are making their announcements at those right. All-Star games. So those schools are waiting on them. And I'm sure those, those kids have told that school, I'm not making my decision until this point. Right. So if they want you, they're going to wait. Exactly, yeah. Right, you watch it all the time. USA, they putting them hats on, doing commercials yeah, or whatever. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, I don't. You think can't it's say like you giving somebody an ultimatum. It you, don't really work. It, it don't, never, never, never work. Yeah, man. So that's a good first segment. We're gonna go to a quick break. Come back, dive into this uh, weekend extravaganza of recruitment and um, you know, four, five, three, four, five star guys coming in. Seem like every. Uh, you know, every every kid from Utah and that big old offensive lineman, boy, they they look, woof, there was some big boys coming up there. So we're going to talk about everybody that came in in the weekend, get Kenny's thoughts from his experience. Uh, Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite, Old School. We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.